This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer that calls me from a world of care and bids me at my Father's throne make all my wants and wishes known. In seasons of distress and grief, my soul has often found relief and oft escaped the tempter's Before we do our next song, I'd like to remind you about uh, this Friday, November 11th, is Veterans Day, uh, Armistice Day it used to be called, and I hope you kind of think about what our veterans have done for us. You know, there might be some programs or stuff going on on Friday you could attend to, or listen to the radio might have something interesting about it, or just Google it and read about it. You know, I'm sure after you've read about Veterans Day, you'll appreciate all the more uh, what the sacrifices that they gave for us so that we can have these many freedoms that we have. And, of course, one of the most precious ones is one we're practicing right now, our freedom of religion. So remember the veterans on Friday. I'll say a prayer for them. And be sure 
and thank them when you see them. The next song is one that I grew up uh, singing with my family. We would go to nursing homes and they always, almost always would ask to hear, I love to tell the story. I love to tell the story of unseen things above, of Jesus and his glory, of Jesus and his love. I love to tell the story because I know tis true. It satisfies my longings as nothing else can do. I love to tell the story will be my theme in glory to tell the old, old story of Jesus and his love. I love to tell the story more wonderful it seems than all the golden of all the golden dreams I love to tell the story It did so much for me And that is just the reason I tell it now to thee I love to tell the story It's pleasant to repeat what seems each time I tell it more wonderfully sweet. I love to tell the story for some have never heard the message of salvation.
God has called us in the waters of baptism. Come, Holy Spirit. God has claimed us as beloved children. Come, Holy Spirit. God has raised us to new life. Come, Holy Spirit. Welcome to worship, good neighbors. You are listening to a Neighbors United in Christ Parish Worship Service sponsored by the Lutheran Churches of Duranda Little Falls and Trinity. My name is Lauren Tagg. Thanks today to Jim Havrud and Debbie Tagg, our musicians, and Kathy Christensen, our reader and provider of the children's message. And of course, our recording engineer is Isaac Christensen. You are able to join us by NUIC podcast and at 8 a.m. each Sunday morning on WPCA Radio, 93.1 FM and its live internet stream on www.wpcaradio.org. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577, by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, and through our website at www.nuicparish.org. We want to thank WPCA Radio for this broadcast. Worship next Sunday will be at Trinity Lutheran at 9.30. The church is anywhere. People gather in Jesus' name. Even when we are not together in a church building, God continues to be present in the creative, and intentional ways that we gather for worship. Therefore, wherever you are at this time, worshiping in Jesus' name, your present location is the church. You may want to have a cloth to lay before you, a candle and a cross. You might enjoy making a small worship space to enhance your at-home worship. You may also want to have Bible or Bibles for the kids and the home worship materials. As we begin worship today, it is our desire to honor God, to open our hearts to the Spirit of God's love and presence and begin with the invocation. Dedicating this hour in the presence and purposes of God, we worship together with God the Creator, Jesus our Savior, and the Spirit, our breath of life. Amen. We'll continue with the confession and forgiveness. We confess our sins before God and one another. Merciful God, Christ came into the world and showed us how to live, but we have failed to live by what he taught. We have not loved you with all our heart, soul, and mind and strength. We have not done to others as we would have done to ourselves. Shine a light into our hearts that we might turn from the shadow of our sin and walk in your ways. Jesus came not to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. By his abundant love, all your sins are forgiven. 
that you may walk in the light of Christ. Amen. Now we'll have some more songs from Jim and Debbie. I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained within, sinking to rise no My despairing cry from the waters lifted me. Now safe am I. Love lifted me. Love lifted me when nothing else could help.
On the wings of a snow-white dove He sends his pure sweet love A sign from above On the wings of a dove When troubles surround us When evils come The body grows weak The spirit grows numb When these things beset us He doesn't forget us He sends down his love On the wings of a dove On the wings of a snow white dove He sends his from above on the wings of a dove When Noah had drifted on the flood many days he searched for land in various ways Now troubles he But he wasn't forgotten God sent him his love On the wings of a dove On the wings of a snow white dove He sends his pure sweet love A sign from above On the wings of a dove When Jesus went down to the waters that day, he was baptized in the usual way. When it was done, God blessed his son, he sent down his love. On the wings of a snow, a snow white dove, he sends his pure sweet love, a sign from above. On the wings of a dove, on the wings of a snow, a snow white dove, he sends his pure sweet love, a sign from above. Thanks, Jim and Debbie. We continue with the prayer of the day. Holy Spirit, in the waters of the Jordan, you claimed Jesus as your beloved son and launched him into his earthly ministry. Fill us with your Holy Spirit that we might live as your children and care for all that you have made. Amen. We'll continue with the litany. We have come to the river. We know we need to change. We have gone our own way. We have done our own thing. 
we have felt entitled to God's abundance. We have not shared what we have. By all rights, you should reject us, condemn us for our wrongdoing. But instead, you call us into the water. You wash us clean by the Holy Spirit. We go under the water and die to our sin. Then rise up a new creation in Christ. You declare us your beloved children, and we are filled with joy. I encourage you now to share a sign of peace. Bless yourself or someone worshiping with you today, beginning with a touch of the forehead and using the Trinity formula. Be blessed, or I am blessed in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. At this time, we turn to the Holy Scriptures, and have you have a Bible with you, I invite you to turn with us and follow along as Kathy reads the Scripture lessons and gives the children's sermon. The first reading comes from Isaiah, chapter 42, verses 1 through 7. Here is my servant, whom I uphold, my, cho my chosen, in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him, he will bring forth justice to the nations. He will not cry or lift up his voice or make it heard in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break and dimly burning wick he will not quelch. He will faithfully bring forth justice. He will not grow faint or be crushed until he has established justice in the earth and the coastlines wait for his teaching. Thus says the Lord, Thus says God the Lord, who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread out the earth, what comes from it, who gives breath to the people upon it and spirit to those who walk in it. I am the Lord. I have called you in righteousness. I have taken you by the hand and kept you. I have given you as a covenant to the people, a light to the nations, to open the eyes that are blind, to bring out the prisoners from the dungeon, from the prison, those who sit in darkness. Here ends the first reading. It's time now to talk with the young people of the parish. Hi guys. If you were standing in front of the church right now with me, I would be handing each one of you a candle and we would be standing next to the baptismal font with water in that bowl. This Sunday, is the baptism of our Lord Jesus. Do you remember your baptism? Sometimes we baptize babies and sometimes we baptize older kids and adults. Jesus was baptized as an adult. And I would like to read the story about Jesus' baptism, which is found in our Spark Bible, starting on page 242. So let's listen to this story. While Jesus was living in Galilee, his cousin, John the Baptist, was preaching out in the country of Judea. People loved John and came to see him and hear him whenever they could. Sometimes crowds of people came to see John by the Jordan River. When the crowds came, John would tell them, change what needs changing in your life. God's kingdom is here. The people would promise to change their lives, and then John would baptize them to show them they were a new person in God's eyes. 
I baptize you on the outside with plain old water from the Jordan River. But this is nothing compared to what and who is coming, John would exclaim. The one who is coming will baptize you with God's own spirit. With God's spirit, you will be changed from the inside out. While John was saying this, Jesus appeared. He asked John to baptize him, but John wasn't so sure. What? Me? Baptize you? I think it should be the other way around, John said. But Jesus insisted. Do it, John. God does amazing things in baptism. So John did what Jesus asked and baptized him. All the way under the water in the Jordan River, Jesus went. When he splashed up out of the river, Jesus saw the skies open and saw God's spirit. It looked like a dove gracefully floating down to land on him. And there was a voice too, and the voice said, this is my son. He has been chosen and marked by my love. He is the great joy of my life. That's a great story, don't you think? Do you remember what God said when Jesus came up out of the water? He said, this is my son. He was chosen and marked by my love and I love him. God claimed Jesus as God's own beloved child. When we are baptized, God claims us too and tells us that we are God's beloved children. When you are baptized, the pastor dips their fingers in the water and makes the sign of the cross on your forehead. The pastor also lights a baptismal candle as a reminder for you to, light, to have your light shine, which means showing your love for God to the whole world. Remember that this is our baptism. God tells us we are God's beloved children. And if you're not yet baptized, you're also God's beloved children too. Let us pray. Dear God, thank you for the gift of baptism. We all know how much you love us, so help us let our light shine to all the world. In your name, amen. I'd like to sing a song entitled, This Little Light of Mine. I think it's kind and fitting for this Baptism Sunday of Jesus.
Change my heart, O oh God, make it ever true. Change my heart, O oh God, may I be like you. You are the Change my heart, oh God, make it ever true. Change my heart, oh God, may I be like you. From the uh, narrative, it shares again about John the Baptist and his baptism of Jesus and just to give some background again and some thoughts around it prophets were not uncommon at the time of Jesus John was special his words cut deep and his actions served saved many he became so popular with the crowds the Pharisees and Sadducees went out to see what he was about John was wary of them immediately he knew that the religious leaders of the day were more interested in their re reputation and maintaining their status than they were of real change. He knew they would claim their inheritance of God's kingdom based on their birthright as children of Abraham. John wasn't having it. He would no longer work to rest on their laurels. John demanded action, change, repentance, John also knew someone was coming after him who would take his words to a whole new level. That someone would require more than just repentance. He would turn the whole world on its head. John didn't have to wait long. When Jesus came for baptism, he knew this was the one he'd waited for. Though he resisted at first, John did baptize Jesus and the heavens opened to him. The time for action had come. Things would never be the same. It can be tempting to rest on our hand, laurels. We often spend so much time putting in the work so we can coast on what we've already accomplished. But God's work is never done. We can never say we've done enough. Turning toward God takes work every day. But we don't do the work alone. Jesus stands with us, shoulder to shoulder, giving us strength, wisdom, perseverance, and whatever we need so that we can do what God has called each of us to do. The Pharisees and Sadducees went into the wilderness to see what John was about. He wasn't happy with their attitude of entitlement. He warned them another was coming to separate the ones who were producing good fruit from the ones who were not. Perhaps this one could be Jesus. John is one of the interesting people in the scriptures. Jesus speaks so highly of him as the greatest prophet. We learn a lot from John and that he does a couple of things for us. One is he prepares the way 
for Jesus. What a great task. But so many times, we sometimes wonder, well, how come that's important? I mean, why did somebody have to come and prepare? Well, we find out there's a number of reasons for that. We, we do it all the time. Our government sends people overseas to work out treaty agreements, and some people go ahead of the people to work out the details so that when the main person comes over, they can sign and get it all taken care of. And again, the people who get the credit are the ones who sign the papers and everything. We don't think too much about all the work that was done beforehand by countless people to get it prepared, to get the, everything straight so things would run smoothly. John came so that it would be easier for Jesus to walk into his ministry. John also understood he wasn't the one that was important. Something we need to do when we think about our own lives, our witness. What do we do? We point to Jesus. It's not us that's important. We need to again remember that we are not the important ones when it comes to our faith and our life. It is Jesus who comes and brings us home. I wish our evangelists that are on TV that raise money right and left could learn from John. That they wouldn't point to their great ministry in themselves so much, but they would look and help people understand who this Jesus was and is. Chuck Swindoll shares a little thought that I think is, when we talk about preparing and pointing, that's important. He says, this may shock you, but I believe the single most significant decision I can make on a day-to-day -day basis is my choice of attitude. It is more important than my past, my education, my bankroll, my success or failures, fame or pain, what other people think of me or say about me, my circumstances or my position. The attitude I choose keeps me going or cripples my progress. It alone fuels my fire or assaults my hope. When my attitudes are right, there's no barrier too high, no valley too deep, no dream too extreme, no challenge too great for me. Yet we must admit that we spend more of our time concentrating and fretting over the things that can't be changed than we do giving attention to the one that we can change, our choice of attitude. John had the great attitude. He had his ministry, he had his followers, he was preparing the way, he understood his role, and when he saw Jesus, he pointed at Jesus. And then he made that interesting statement, he must increase, I must decrease. He also said, one who is coming after me is greater than me, the thong of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. What a humble, what an attitude. Not looking out for himself, but looking out for this Jesus. Again, I think we of the church have missed the boat so many times by pushing way too hard on the fact that we point more to our importance than we do of God's importance, and in particular, Jesus is important. Again, from reflections, 
It's about this decreasing and increasing because you and I have had many people who have pointed us in the right direction, who have decreased in their attitude to give us more than what we probably deserve, who helped us along our way and we just took it and never really gave thought about it. Again, Chuck Swindell talks about it and it happened last week as one by one the rest of the family drifted off to bed. I put a couple more logs on the fire, slid into my favorite chair and read for well over an hour. I came across a few thoughts put together by Ed Dayton, a longtime leader in the World Vision Ministry. His words sent me back many, many years when he mentioned watching a short film called The Giving Tree, a simple, fanciful piece about a tree that loved a boy. When the boy was young, he swung from the tree's branches, climbed all over, here, all over her, ate her apples, slept in her shade. Such happy, carefree days. The tree loved those years. But as the boy grew, he spent less and less time with the tree. Come on, let's play, invited the tree on one occasion. But the young man was interested only in money. Well, take my apples and sell them, said the tree. He did, and the tree was very happy. He didn't return for a long time, but the tree smiled when he passed one day. Come on, let's play. But the man was older and tired of his world. He wanted to get away from it all. Cut me down, take my large trunk and make yourself a boat. Then you can sail away, said the tree. The man did, and the tree was happy. Many seasons passed, summers and winters, windy days and lovely nights, lonely nights, and the tree waited. Finally, the old man returned, too old and tired to play, to pursue riches or to sail the seas. I have a pretty good stump left, my friend. Why don't you just sit down here and rest, said the tree. He did, and the tree was happy. I stared into the fire watching my life pass in review as I grew older with the tree and the boy. I identified with both and it hurt. How many giving trees have there been in my life? How many have released part of themselves so that I might grow, accomplish my goals, find wholeness and satisfaction? So, so many. Thank you, Lord, for each one. Their names could fill this page. The fire died down into glowing embers. It was late and I crawled into bed. I had wept, but now I was smiling. Good night, Lord, I said. I was a thankful man. Thankful I had taken time to reflect. And maybe we should do that as we think. And maybe that's what Jesus did when he thought about John the Baptist, one who gave and gave so willingly. His attitude was right. He kept the focus of pointing to Jesus. He took the time to, to decrease his influence so that Jesus would be the one that others would follow. One of many, probably who foretold of Jesus coming, who helped prepare the way. But in our lives, do we see those people who have helped us? Do we think of our ancestors, our parents, grandparents, cousins, aunts, uncles, friends, teachers, 
many different folks who have given of their time so that again we could live better and they pointed us to Jesus so that we are in church today we are part of the kingdom of God we do love this Jesus the last thing I want to say also is what he brought about that was so important he was talking about a change getting people to think differently about who and what they were about and how they would grow as people. We as a church need to look at this. And Jim Bjorgi in his book talks about coping with change and he talks about the deciduous trees. The tree stands firm as the leaves fall. Falling leaves are not fatal to the tree. Man's faith rooted in the promise of God also stands firm as the leaves of new life replace the faded leaves of old habits and pious platitudes. There must be a shedding of the past to make room for the sprouting of the future buds of new life. This law of life is very evident in the physical development of the body. Physiologists say that the body grows by death and rebirth of tissue. The body sows off its fingernails every few months. Eyebrows change every 150 days. With the exception of enamel on the teeth, the body replaces itself every seven years. In all growth, there seems to be elements of death, death as well as life. To be deciduous like the trees is to discard, not destroy. To shake the leaves from the tree is far different from felling the tree itself. A faith that is deciduous leaves room for growth, ideas and behaviors which are no longer tenable or dropped. This in no way means the destruction of the tree of faith. Paul said, when I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. 2 Corinthians 13, 11. Jesus talked about it in the Sermon on the Mount. He said, do not think that I have come to abolish the law of the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. Rules and regulations were sometimes getting in the way of a real and vital relationship to Jesus Christ, the foundation and center of our faith. People wanted the security of the old rather than the risk of the new. Now we must say all change does not necessarily mean improvement, but without change, there will be no impro improvement. Paul says that in Christ, the old has gone, but the new has come. In the days of Jesus, the tree of Judah, faith was groaning under the weight of so many layers of leaves that it was necessary to shake some loose in order to prepare for a time of new greening. The church in every generation needs to grasp that principle of letting the leaves go so new can come. We as a church are seeing it in our lifetime changes are happening in our culture in our country they're changing in the world how we understand this gospel but i dare say if we would just keep looking at people like john the baptist who understood his mission who pointed jesus as the savior the one to look forward to who would save the world that we would prepare our hearts and our lives with our attitudes so that we would welcome newness 
where God leads us. That we would decrease, that Christ might increase in our lives, and that we would make it so that other people could grow in their faith. And not pointing to ourselves, but again, pointing to Jesus. And last of all, may we embrace change that brings new growth, new life, new ways of expressing our faith, new ways of being the church, new ways of sharing in the community, new ways where again, God is proclaimed and heard to the heart, to the life of all people. As you reflect on your life, thank God for all those people who gave to you. And now look to see how you can return the favor to others to bring them to Christ. Amen. My faith looks up to thee, thou Lamb of Calvary, Savior divine. Now hear me while I pray, take all my guilt away. My zeal inspire As thou hast died for me continue by sharing our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. 
He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. I'd like to continue with the prayers of the church. Confident that our Savior, Jesus Christ, hears us when we pray, we lift up the church, the world, and all in need. Jesus, Son of Righteousness, you came preaching a message of love and baptizing with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Set our hearts alight that we might have a passion for your justice. Merciful God, you hear our prayer. In the waters of baptism, you claim us as your own. Keep us ever mindful of the sacred and life-giving waters on earth that we may protect and defend them. Merciful God, you hear our prayers. Kindle the hearts of all leaders, that they might work diligently for the good of all whom they lead and serve. Merciful God, you hear our prayer. Pour your healing waters upon all who suffer in body, mind, and spirit. And especially today, we remember Kelsey Zamuda, Christina Burgett, Dixie Tague, Randy Goglin, Pat and Lucille Troff, Helen Erickson, Shirley Lenz, Wayne Jones, Gary Fredrickson, Julie Dubois, Jim Wade, Rachel and Derek Helling, Rachel Seacrest, Scott Morgan, Jean Helling, or Jeanette Helling, Richard Roos, Arlene Johnson, Matt Crayrup, Ida Martinson, Jean Hoisington, Lee and Maury Nicholson, Becky Anderson, Helen Jorgensen, Chuck Hutton, Clara Garish, Torian Silty, Viola Haugerud. Restore to wholeness all who are in need, merciful God. With all the saints, we celebrate Jesus' baptism and the gifts his baptism bestows on the world. Merciful God, hear our prayer. Receive our prayers and hold all for whom we pray in your loving arms. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, amen. We'll continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. As people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the church, even when we are physically distant. We invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, your home congregation, the synod, or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done to love and serve our neighbor. Gracious and holy God, bless these tithes and offerings we have given for the sake of the kingdom. Let the grace and generosity of the Father be the light that guides us, the compassion of the Son be the love that inspires us, and the presence of the Spirit be the power that moves us. Amen. Called to walk together as the body of Christ, let us abide with one another in peace. Thanks be to God. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you a favor and grant you peace. Amen.
If you see your brother standing by the road With a heavy load From the seeds he sowed And if you see your sister falling by the way Just stop and say You're going the wrong way You've got to try a little kindness Yes, show a little kindness Just shine your light for everyone to see And if you try a little kindness Then you'll overlook the blindness Of narrow-minded people On the narrow-minded streets Don't walk around the down and out Lend a helping hand Instead of doubt And the kindness that you show every day Will help someone along their way You've got to try a little kindness Yes, show a little kindness Just shine your light for everyone to see and if you try a little kindness, then you'll overlook the blindness of narrow-minded people on the narrow-minded streets. You got to try a little kindness. Thank you for listening yes, to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is recorded by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, and our small town churches in Amber, Wisconsin. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time.